Robots, robots everywhere. They're replacing teenagers at drive-thrus, writing our emails and recognizing our faces and waving us onto the plane at airport gates. Scary? Yeah. But they present fantastic opportunities in the media and advertising world to flatten costs. And in one case we found, dazzle a prospective advertiser into becoming a client. In our second of six episodes on artificial intelligence, we'll talk about some practical applications. Welcome to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, bringing you unique insights from two of the industry's brightest analysts and forecasters, Corey Elliott and Gordon Burrell. Today's podcast is sponsored by Frequence, the future of media, and by The Weather Company, the world's leading weather provider, offering data and visualizations that broadcasters need. Welcome to the big show, everybody. My name is Corey Elliott, and that guy over there that I'm pretty sure is not a robot is Mr. Gordon Burrell. That is true. (laughs) Well, you have the sense of humor of a robot, so there you go. Let's consume mass quantity. Remember the the Coneheads, remember? Robots. Yeah, it was the Coneheads, yes. They they weren't robots, they they were were aliens. Aliens. uh, I get the science fiction stuff kind of uh, confused, but this is the second, you said, the intro of our episodes on uh, artificial intelligence. And this is where we're going to stop. First one was with the, if you hadn't listened to it, you should, the president, mm-hmm. the head of market intelligence for Group N, biggest media agency out there, media buyer. And that was really, really fascinating. What we learned in that one was that half of all advertising is already generated by AI. You know, it's been yeah. around for a, a very long period of time. So yeah, it was that was interesting. Here, I you know, I think we ought to get practical, Corey, and talk about some practical cases. Well, get down of to AI. yeah, get down to a local level. You know, let's let's bring it down. Let's yeah. let's get closer and closer to mainstream. But AI is kind of ubiquitous now. It's it's everywhere. It's in airports. It's you know, it, in, it was last week in an airport. I was headed to Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, up into the to the Rockies to address the Western Association of Broadcasters. And in Chicago, I had my little passport in my hand. I had my little mm-hmm. Android with the boarding pass in my hand. I sure. had my ID in my hand. I was ready to get on board. And the woman said, just look into the uh, camera. And there was a robot. It didn't look like a robot. It was just really a camera. And it had a, sort of a light above it. And it had two <laughs> eyes. That was two lenses, I guess. I looked into the camera and the green light went on. And I, well, wait, you see my passport, boarding pass? And she said, no, go ahead. (laughs) It just, and I imagined that in, you know, probably two years, right? It will be a robot, something that looks like a person. Uh, It will have two eyes and those two eyes will look into my two eyes and that robot will smile and that robot will wave his or her hand and go, welcome aboard, Mr. Burrell. Uh, You're, have a pleasant flight. You're in A4. Right. (laughs) So it's like, wow, why not? Uh, So we got those things occurring out there. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Wall Street Journal had an article recently about AI taking over drive throughs at fast food restaurants. Thank God for that. Getting rid of those annoying teenagers. Yeah, because, you know, we we don't want to help out teenagers anyway. um, (laughs) Did you say fries or Ah. Well, yeah, they're still there is still in, in the article. They were still talking about how it's a little still a little bit frustrating. It's in the beginning stages. But, man, it, it's not going to be long before that gets taken over, too. Yeah, it was a uh, a White Castle, a White Castle 
is trying out Julia. They gave her a name. Uh, and mm-hmm. Julia detects your presence, asks you what you'd like, asks you for clarification, tells you to, you know, what your order price is, and asks you to drive up. All done by basically a, a robot. And so I, you know, I think we transition to saying, okay, those are all kind of crazy, great, but isn't this the advertising and marketing trends? Yeah. You know, yeah. Podcast? Let's bring in a little bit more practice. How do how is this shaping, you know, local media and local advertising and local marketing? So, you know, you think about, oh, the replacement of people, but in the case where we're seeing shortages of of, of people to fill jobs. Anybody who's ever sat in the airport waiting for flight attendants to show up, you know, or anybody yeah. who's had an issue at a fast food restaurant, you think about that. This solves the problem. Some very menial tasks that can be done through some sort of automation. I think that applies to the advertising and, and marketing. And, and well, yes, yeah, that's the promise of AI, right? The promise is whatever you're talking about, it's going to make things easier. That's the promise. Yeah, and it, not to get too deep, but I think in the advertising marketing industry, one thing it will not replace, and but it will enhance, and this is a good thing, is it's going to probably take away the little pieces of you know our brain that are necessary for rote tasks or for mundane tasks or things that you know any teenager at a fast food restaurant could do type of task, right? And free us up to do more valuable things and also open up some really new possibilities. Corey, we found one, didn't we? Yes, we did, didn't we? With Waymark. You know, as we do these things on AI, apparently everybody's got some AI solution. We get flooded with people. Hey, can you talk about this? Hey, we're doing this. We're doing that. One of them came through that really got our interest. And it was with a company called Waymark that found a way to use AI not to replace copy, but to generate more advertisers. And I think of what an ingenious way. So let's get to that interview with Alex Persky Stearns at Waymark right after this. Automate your digital advertising workflow with the only platform that does it all. Frequence connects every part of your process, sales, operations, and reporting from beginning to end. Frequence's all-in-one platform makes advertising automation possible. The future of media is here. Visit Frequence.com to get started. The Weather Company combines enterprise-class production tools and visualizations with advanced weather data to help television broadcasters create more personalized weathercasts across platforms, whether they're watching at home, on television, or on their mobile devices on the go. The Weather Company's suite of products will engage audiences throughout the day and keep them coming back for more. Visit us at ibm.com slash weather. Okay, I have with me Alex Persky Stern from Waymark. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. So tell us first what Waymark does. Yeah, we're an AI video company. We launched in 2017, and we basically focus on generating commercials for SMBs. So cool. That's exactly what we want to talk about. You sent me something, and what sparked this interview was about a week ago or so, you sent me a link and said, hey, look what we're doing with AI. I think you heard our first uh, podcast on on AI with the president of of Group M's Market Intelligence Unit. So thank you for being a listener. But um, (laughs) I found it fascinating what you were doing. And my rudimentary explanation of it was someone on your end typed in some keywords or maybe spoke into something, and then poof, magically, a video commercial, which was pretty damn good, was generated. Is that kind of the essence of it? You know, you basically got it right. I think poof is a pretty good way to describe a lot of this generative AI. Did you say poop or poof? poof. No, poof. As poof. You okay, yeah. Yeah, just echoing you on that. But basically, 
We take kind of a two-step approach. We will go scan the web for any information that a local business has. And then we use a mix of AI models to turn that into video. So we're actually featured on openai.com for that. That's our AI claim to fame. But basically what we're doing is using a mix of different models that pull in a set of proprietary visual components. And that's going to create kind of the video structure and then use all of that business's actual content. Excuse me, when you say we scan yeah. a business, does it mean you're just typing in something and the software scans the business? Yes, this is all okay. software. There's no human interaction involved. Basically, you put your business name in, we go find website, social profiles, and that kind of thing. So when you say we, you're talking about your team of robots. You're not talking about people, is that right? You got it exactly. Yeah, all pretty much. In about 60 seconds. That is so cool. So is this in theory or is it in practice? Are you just testing it or are there examples where an advertiser has come back and said, you nailed it, that's it, we want it, let's go? Yeah, no, this is very much in practice. We work with a number of companies. We did a big case study with Spectrum. They use this for all of their local advertisers. Spectrum, and, the big cable company, right? Yeah, Spectrum, the cable company. We recently announced with Great Television as well and all their markets and a number of others. But yeah, basically, really, this works. And the number one way that local media organizations use that is to scale their local sales. Good enough for TV commercial, or is this more... YouTube or something to be featured on somebody's own website type commercial? 100% TV. TV and streaming are really a great category for us. We do a lot of work there. We're talking about 30-second spots, 60-second what? Yeah, we do a variety of different lengths. You can get any common length. 30 is definitely the most common. This is fascinating. So talk to me about the creative process. This sounds to me that it is flattening costs as opposed to creating new opportunities. You know, it's certainly innovative and fascinating, but I think it's more of a cost savings. Is that correct? Good question. I'm glad you asked, because I'd really say it's just the opposite. What we really see when we work with media organizations is this is primarily used for net new opportunities. And actually, the number one way that teams use it is as spec creative, when they're going to talk to a prospect, which, you know, spec video has really not been feasible at the local level in the past. So, They'll use that. And a lot of it does go all the way to production. But then the production teams, you know, go work on on-site shoots and things that wouldn't be possible with AI yet. Oh, cool. So so this is more of a imagine this type thing. It gathers their, it gets conversation going. It says, yeah, that's really good, but I wouldn't say this. And can we take that out? So you've got them, right? Exactly right. If you're a seller now, you can go into any meeting with a video that's actually about that business or make three of them. And then you can go in and make edits directly right through the software too. Yeah. How were they doing this prior to an AI generated video? Were they doing it at all? No, they basically weren't. Spec Ah. video was really just not possible. It's way too cumbersome to do spec for a local sale. That is a very, very interesting uh, uh, response, interesting finding. And I, I didn't realize that. So just we only got about a minute left. Give me a, a, a case study, just an example where there was something, you know, you guys did the type of advertiser, name it if you wish, and a dramatic result. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the case study that we feature most heavily on our website is with the Spectrum team. And uh, I'll talk at the organization level, but we've got numbers from 2022 up there and their team across the country made over 10,000 specs and put over 4,000 of those on air. And that scale was just something that's kind of hard to imagine for local video. So I think that's something that we're really proud of. And then the 
end users keep coming back because the quality of the video is there, the turnaround time is really fast, and it just fits within their budget in a way that didn't for most local advertisers before. So AI in general, Alex, last question, what do you see happening in the next couple of years? What do you think will be the big dramatic things as it pertains to marketing and advertising, the big ahas, the big takeoffs, things that are going to go, wow, I didn't realize this was happening and it would affect it this way? Yeah, I think that AI is really going to be a part of everyone's life. Probably the thing that I think will be most interesting about AI is we'll stop thinking of it as AI because it's just going to be integrated into basically everything that you use, whether that's writing a script or creating a video, but just working in a doc or a spreadsheet. You're really, I think the idea of AI will fade as it becomes just a part of truly every application that we use every day. Excellent. Alex, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it. Good luck at Waymore. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Well, Gordon, I got to tell you, one thing that I agree with him on is is the future is that there's going to be a time when we don't talk about AI. It just is. And and I don't I don't mean to sound ominous. It just is. But I think he's right. Well, you know, it's one of those things that it's a marketing thing right now in terms of let's latch on to it. It's the new new thing. It's all hyped up. So let's say that we have it. I imagine that I might be wrong about this. I'm sure I'll be corrected if I am. The, the way Mark <laughs> would probably have been developing this long before, you know, or at least a thought of it before AI became right, a thing, right? Right. But maybe not. But but others, you know, we have a new product. We here at Burrell Associates that from some stretch, I'm talking about local scope, right? Yeah. Through some stretch could be called an AI product. You know, we've thought about, wow, let's, you know, let's put that in our marketing and people, oh my God, they're so forward thinking. Just sure. just the usual stuff. <laughs> so so the the marketing piece of it, I think is just really interesting, using AI to help attract attention. And yeah. in some cases in the interview in Waymark, that's what they're doing. Okay, we've created something. And let's say, hey, we just use AI for your business to create this video, take a look. And the advertiser almost certainly is going to say, well, that's not perfect. It's interesting. Sure. That's kind yeah. of cool. But but we really don't do this. Guess what? You just generated the conversation right, you know, with, right. with that's, the advertiser. Yeah, it's a heck of a calling card to go in and say, hey, look at this. Let's generate it right now. But I think you're right in that AI is something you can lean into right now as far as a marketing term. Just like social media was years and years ago. Yeah. Now social media ain't a thing. It just is. So the naysayers are the people who just don't have the brain capacity to, you know, try to grasp something new. Not the people currently listening to the podcast because they obviously, you know, are embracing and trying to find out more about something new. But there are a lot out there are going to be skeptical of this and say, well, I, we tried it out. And it wasn't it wasn't perfect. You know, that that actually may be the point. And it actually may be. I think leading us down a path. So here's a practical tip, Corey. Maybe okay. hear what you think about it. I think, you know, it's the big buzz right now. It's being used by companies to get people to kind of, you know, get their, give them attention. Hey, this, we got AI, it makes us look cool, you know, so, you know, take a look at it. I think that's probably the very first application. What do you currently have as a company that does have some sort of AI? You know, it's just, it's not as, complex as a robot. And how do you say, hey, we've got this and it does this that gets people's attention? <laughs> yeah, it depends on how you define AI. Is a formula in an Excel workbook AI? 
I think you you have to be careful not to be to have something that people go. Well, that's not AI. You're just trying to latch on to it. Right. But there is right. a validity to at latching on to it to say, yeah, look what we're doing. But, we're doing this. Yeah. There and there are companies out there who are who are doing that, who are think of constant contact, the information we got from constant contact this week. Yeah. Constant contact, big email company mm-hmm. uh, that we've been using maybe 20 years, sent an email saying, hey, we're raising your rate 16%. And oh, by the way, you have access to these new AI tools. Yeah. So you think about that. We're raising your rate 16%, but you'll be okay because AI. Because AI. Yeah. (laughs) AI, we got it. Your rates are going up 16%. Oh, I'm okay with that. Let's talk about AI, right? Yeah. (laughs) AI is apparently worth 16%, is what we're saying. 16%, which to us was what, $342 a year? Yeah, something like that. that. I'm sorry, $432 a year. That's what AI is worth for an email program. But, you know, not wanting to be too facetious about it, I do believe that you know, there are a number of applications or a number of recommendations I would have. One is take a look at how you're currently using AI. You may just be waking up to, oh, yeah, that's AI, isn't it? Yeah, maybe we can use that in some of yeah. our marketing or talk about it so it makes us look like we're ahead of things. And you are. I mean, you, you are. The other is I think AI is a very, very valid tool. This is probably the very first application that will show a return. And that is look at AI across your organization, figure out how it flattens costs. I mean, it's boring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, this AI thing that's, you know, created this giant robot that makes a, a commercial spot for you or, you know, builds an ad. It doesn't, no, no. Just how can you use it to kind of automate processes and flatten costs? And, you know, if you got teenagers in the drive through window, right, they're the equivalent of that. Sure. Free them up to do other tasks where they're using their brain a little bit more and, you know, it's more valuable, more applicable. Like mowing my damn lawn. (laughs) You get a robot for that. They've been around for a while. These little round things that go around. Yeah, Um, good point. So, you know, I I think those are two really, really practical ways to to look at AI. I think, yeah, you got any others? Any? No, I mean, the other thing is doing exactly what, you know, everybody's doing. Well, not everybody, but using things like ChatGPT to at least not complete a task, but certainly get you a head start. And I think that's kind of fascinating, too, is that it can get you down a road. Instead of looking at a blank canvas, you're looking at maybe, you know, a few brush strokes that you can fill in the rest. And I think that's a, a good way to look at it. You make a good point with going back to constant contact. We did try their AI tool and say, hey, is this worth $32 more? And uh, the person who puts together our marketing messages, Leah, plugged in some inputs and came up with an email. It was just a paragraph. Or was it the SMB panel report that we had? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our latest uh, panel report or one, one, you know, just simple report. And I looked at it and my first response was, wow, it's really good. And then I realized that it was wrong. Right. Um, <laughs> that it said, you know, it's a re- it's it's a regurgitation, and that's a harsh word, Corey, but a regurgitation of the findings of the report. Not a lot of analysis in there. And certainly we don't spend time on actionable insights. We just do this monthly panel. It's a yeah, great it's just panel. The, here's here's how the SMB panel answered these questions. Right. But the constant contact generative AI said it was the most comprehensive research you'll find on the topic. Well, I'm proud of our research, but I think you would agree, <laughs> yeah, Corey. Yeah. It is not the most con- <laughs> right. no, it's just one bit of, you know, information. And yep. it offers actionable insights. Corey, does it? 
No. So no. where the hell did it? Where the hell did the robot? Yeah, they're making it that? up. I mean, that's the, that's the thing that, uh, about broad brushstrokes. It's giving you something now instead of writing an email from scratch. Now you can go in and edit this. Yeah. At least it gives you a head start, and that may flatten some costs for us in in, yeah. in doing that. So right. so I think that's one of the very first applications. Is hey, where can we implement AI internally? at our company, that's, you know, you're going to get experience using AI and what AI is and everything. Where can we actually use it or implement it to flatten costs? Watch out for the naysayer, somebody who said, well, that constant contact email generated this and it was wrong. Well, maybe it actually saved a little bit of time, but there is some human intervention that's, that's, you know, needs to be taken. But, you know, hey, I got to tell you, during that interview, sure, I I got the (laughs) heebie-jeebies. Why? Why? You scared of robots? No, not exactly. Okay. It was when when Alex kept saying we and referring to what his software does. I stopped and asked him about that uh, even. Did you hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you clarified when you said when he was saying we, who actually meant his AI software, not, yeah, not uh, we, we, well, well, it was, yeah, it was we generated the video that did this. Yeah. No, it wasn't we. I think he slipped up. So you think, you think. Alex Persky Stern is actually just a big piece of software, a robot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, okay. no. <laughs> well, <laughs> if he's listening, <laughs> and we know it is. Uh, well, if you do one of those anagram generators on Alex Persky Stern, you get external cripsies. I did it. I'm embarrassed to oh, say. You know, and cripsies mm-hmm. is a doctrine that Christ concealed his divine powers. So maybe... <laughs> Yeah, um, I think you're kind of going off the deep end there, buddy. Um, next, you'll be thinking I'm a robot, too. So No, no, I know you're not a robot. Well, really? Really? How can you be so sure? Because didn't we do an anagram on you and get something like celery oil? No, it was coal something. And it was the coal answer. toiletry. Yeah. Coal toilet, Professor Coal Toiletry. So anytime you come up with an anagram like that, no, it's not a, it's not a robot. Okay. So while you go get your Percocet, uh, why don't I tell everyone who is going to come up in our next few episodes? Fire away, celery oil. <laughs> as you know, well, as you know, this is the second of our six podcast series of the summer. The next episode will feature the CEO of Scripps, Adam Simpson. And then in mid-July, we'll have another fascinating show with the founder of the AI Marketing Institute, Paul Rotzer. Thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time. Bye-bye, everybody. You've been listening to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, sponsored by Frequent and by The Weather Company. If you have submissions or ideas for future shows, or if you'd like to be a guest, email the hosts at podcast at Thanks for listening. And remember, market well.